Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 902. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Yismach at Take10FortorahOrg. So this week's Parsha is Parsha's Beshalach. And in Beshalach, I believe, we have the most dramatic moment in the entire Torah. I know, you might debate me on this, but the most dramatic moment in the entire Torah is the existential crisis of the Jews all at once being stuck between the rock and the hard place, between the marauding Egyptian army and the sea. They are stuck in that moment, and everyone thinks they're a goner. I can think of very few other episodes that are quite as scary, quite as frightening, quite as what will be in this moment. From moment to moment, no one knows what's going to be, and not just a few Jews, but all of the Jews. And yet, what we find, of course, is they go through the sea, the water turns into a wall, and they are somehow able to get through, and as soon as the Egyptians attempt the same, the Egyptians are lost, and the Egyptians do not survive, and the Jews are saved. And in that moment of absolute personal crisis, national crisis, which then turns into immediate salvation. So we sang a song, Oz Yashir Moshe. We sang this incredible song that we repeat daily. We say this song every single day. And that song discusses a bunch of different themes, but one of the themes that comes up in that song is a very well-known expression, the expression of Ze Keli Va'anveyo. This is my God and I will glorify him. Rashi says in those words, Bichvodo, what does it mean? Ze Keli, this is my God, Bichvodo, Nigla Aleihem. In his glory he did reveal himself. There was some sort of like, imminent, uh, present, right there sense of God's existence. They could point with their finger. Rashi is saying this because of the word Ze. The word ze implies that this, like I could point to it. What the lowliest person saw by the sea was something that the great prophets would never see. So there was a, an imminence, an immediacy, an overwhelming presence and understanding of God in that moment that they could point to it. And even the prophets didn't have that sensation. And I would say for sure we day-to-day, do not have that sensation of Zekeli Van Veo. We celebrate that moment with this song, with this line, specifically of Zekeli Van Veo, but we do more with this. The Gemara and Shabbos learns two things from Zekeli Van Veo. We'll discuss the second one first. The second one is, Abishal Omer Ve'anvehu Have Dome Lo. We should be like that God that we now witnessed. We believe in God, we see God's salvation, we see what God did for us, we see how good it feels to have been uh, saved, to have been uh, led to our salvation uh, in the moment of extreme crisis, to have been literally passed through that crisis. We're so overwhelmed by that. We want to do the same. So, therefore, have domalo, mahu chanun v'rachum, af ata haye chanun v'rachum. The same way God is merciful and kind, so we should be too. Rashi says in the Gemara there, we should be ledabek bedrachav. I see this God, I see how this God behaves. Ze keli there's sort of this immediacy. I am going to emulate this God. That's the second shot. That's Abba Shol's interpretation of this mitzvah, of ze keli But there's a first interpretation in that Gemara and Daf Kuflam and Gimel Amud Beis and Shabbos that says as follows: anveyu. What does it mean? This is my God, and I will glorify Him. It means Hisnae lefanov b'mitzvos. I should 
glorify, beautify the mitzvos that I do. Now, what exactly are I should be beautiful in the mitzvos that I do with him? What does that mean? The Gemara continues. I'll say the fun of sukkah noah, the lulav noah, the shofar noah, make a beautiful sukkah, have a beautiful lulav, have a beautiful shofar, tzitzis noah, I should make beautiful tzitzis, sefer Torah noah, I should have a beautiful sefer Torah, kasavol ashmo, bidio noah, I should write it properly with the proper ink, the kumus noah, with a, with a good quill, and I should wrap it up beautifully. The idea being that I should upgrade the performance of my mitzvahs. It's not quite obvious why, just because we see God, uh, I should now go and beautify my mitzvahs. Like, why is that the result? Maybe I should do that in a, in a more devoted way, because now I believe better. But what exactly is the meaning of all this? So I think the answer is actually relatively simple, or maybe even relatively obvious. And I think it comes from the idea that we very often discount the power of this word zeh, the idea of zeh keliva and veyo. You know, when we think about hidur mitzvah, so hidur mitzvah is what the Gemara here is asking for. We're supposed to upgrade our mitzvahs to beautify them. Now, what that traditionally means is, let's say I have a mitzvah, which is uh, going to cost 50 bucks, and then there's another one next to it, which is more beautiful, more glorious, and that's going to cost 60 bucks. So I'm meant, I'm supposed to pay the $60 instead of the $50 because it displays uh, an enthusiasm and excitement. I am beautifying the mitzvah quite literally by buying the thing which is more beautiful, right? I'm spending a little bit more money, um, investing a little bit more in it. There are rules, uh, you know, I don't have to spend any amount of money. The, the Gemara in Bavakama says, Hidr mitzvah ad shlish mitzvah. It goes up until a third. You're not supposed to spend more than a third of the principal, whatever the base price is. So, you know, you could do your math when it comes to your lulavan and your esrog, but whenever it comes to any mitzvah. So we are meant to spend a little bit more to beautify that mitzvah, to make it into a bigger deal. Why is that? So again, think about the zeh. When I say, Zekeli, this is my God, it makes the relationship, it makes the idea of God much more real. In that moment, in that incredible moment, in Parshas B'Shalach, we felt it so viscerally. The idea that we were about to be destroyed. All of our fears, all of our, all of our insecurities, everything was about to come to an end. And then, a moment later, we survive. A moment later, we are saved. That sense of God being involved in my life, holding my hand, getting me through this incredible challenge, that zeh, knowing that God was right there, that creates a sensation of the realness of God and the realness of God being in my life. And that feeling creates something. If you think about it, you know, if you have a relationship that you are in and you are uh, taking a look at the two different types of gifts that you're going to get, both of them, both of them are what the person, your partner wants, and one of them is $10 more than the other one. I doubt that there's any question that we're going to cheap out and go for the cheaper idea. Like, we're going to go for the cheaper gift because, whatever, I can get away with it. It's not really how we think in actual relationships. I'll call them relationships of zeh. Relationships where we do believe that there is a being right here that I care passionately about. It's almost impossible to imagine that we're going to go cheap and be able to look that person in the face and say, yeah, 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 I know it's not the nicest one, but it's okay, right? It's actually not the thought that counts because I didn't put uh, that much into it. I, I didn't even upgrade. 
uh, when, I, when I had the opportunity to upgrade even slightly, not tremendously, even slightly. And so the idea of Zeh, of recognizing that God is real, is really what energizes our belief and our, our focus on doing mitzvahs better. We want to daven better, we want to perform a mitzvah better, because it, we think that it's the cement in the relationship that, that keeps uh, God interested in us, that keeps us connected to God. That is the notion of Zeh. So it really, the Zeh, Keli Van Veo, of course, when I see, sense, feel God in my life, of course I'm going to go and now upgrade everything that I do when I attempt to do things towards that relationship. There's another element of Hidor Mitzvah, though, that comes up really beautifully, and it's a little bit surprising. Uh, but when you see it inside, the Mishnah in Arav, Arvi Psachim talks about Erev Pesach, that Arvi Psachim Samach Lamincha Lo Yochal Adam Ad Shetachshach. Close to Mincha, you're not supposed to be eating until it gets dark. And the reason is, the Ran says, Mishum Matzah. It's because of the Matzah. Ki Heichi Delo Lesein Lamechli Achilagasa. We don't want the person to uh, overeat their matzah, so therefore they shouldn't eat and uh, be full already coming into the Yom Tov. The Rashbam says differently. The Rashbam says it's not about overeating and worrying that by the time I eat matzah I'm going to be so stuffed that the eating won't be called an eating because it's going to be an overeating. Rather he says, I should be hungrier. And if I'm hungrier and my stomach is empty, when I come to that matzah, finally I'm going to do that mitzvah, I'll be hungrier to do the mitzvah. What we see over here is another type of hither mitzvah. It's not something that I could just spend money on. Because in a relationship, it's never just about spending money. And everybody in a relationship will see through an attempt simply at placating another by spending money. So, of course, the notion of zed, the idea, the feeling that I'm with the other person, the other person's right here, will cause me to upgrade my spending. But there's another thing in the first place. I'm hungry to do this mitzvah. Why? Because I believe the one who I am attempting to connect to is Zet, is right here, and is somebody who is, I, I, need to, I need to please, I need to encounter, I need to figure out a way to connect with. That is the idea of Zezekelianbeu. It's not just a random glorify. It's because we saw what we saw. We felt what we felt. We experienced what we experienced. We want more hunger, more passion, and more zeal. Have a great day.